1: Up to his eyes, and he stumbled and fell. I rode across the creek, got off the horse, and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. For twenty minutes, with my spotlight, we watched these two creatures. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. It's a very ominous
0: feeling. First of all, everything is one color. It's like a dark pewter color. There are no right angles
1: anywhere. There was almost nothing other than a small foldable hatchway that looked recognizable. Everything was, uh, was really unworldly. The other option is, is that these entities are, in fact, hybrid beings. They are some sort of a hybrid that's coming in and out of our dimension. My arm contacted him. He just fell back very unexpectedly easy, into the other one. And I rolled off the table in the other direction, and uh, they came around the table, and the three of them were coming towards me.
2: They say that if you play a harmonica when you're, like, by a campfire... It attracts the Bigfoots, um, or if you're playing like a like a an acoustic guitar or something like just doing something that's natural, playing music, whatever. It tends to bring in the weirdos, you know. Um, that's not what we're talking about tonight, though. We're actually talking about uh, dreams and astral projection and stuff like that. What's up, y'all? We got some uh, lucid dreamers, some lucid schemers. They <laughs> like lucid creamer with their coffee. We're joined with our, our our cousin Sean. How you doing, Sean? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be back. And we've got a return guest too, Thomas. Thomas, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing good. Welcome back. We're happy to have you. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to, this is going to be a pretty flowy kind of episode. We're just going to talk and let it go where it goes. And, um, you know, we like to do these kind of episodes sometimes where it's not super, you know, formatted. It's just kind of like a open talk and conversation. We hope you enjoy it. So we're just going to dive in. Yeah. Has anyone ever had a dream that's out there listening to our podcast right now that just seems so real? The thing that I'm intrigued by is lucid dreams. I just think it's strange that certain people are able to, I guess not even certain people, we maybe all have had those experiences where you're able to do a lucid dream at one point, which basically the definition of it is, is that you're able to create, almost create your own dream as you're living through that dream.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is um, everybody's had the dream of slipping on ice right before they fall asleep or the dream of flying. They, they have the sense of weightlessness. The other thing too that's interesting to me is when people don't dream, Right. So how do you explain when people just say, I don't have dreams or I didn't remember it? Do people have dreams all the time? Does, does that dream get wiped out for certain things? Maybe there's something in the dream that gets erased for a reason? Who knows?
2: Yeah, it seems like there's like uh, there's a bunch of people I know, like in my own personal life, that are like that. where, like, I don't remember my dreams. Like they always just say that. I've never had one I remember. And I sit there, I'm like, what the heck? Because I've had lots that I can remember that have stuck in my mind, you know, for like long periods of time. And then some that were like just as recent as you know, a week or two ago, kind of thing. But they are like random. Where I only get like little s- snippets of the dream, right? That I can yeah. remember. What do you think, Thomas? Because I know, like, I'm pretty sure everyone has a dream, like every night. Is that kind of the thing? Is that consensus? Do you think? But they just don't remember because. I don't know. They woke up in the middle of it, and then they forgot. They had, a, they grabbed some water in the fridge, and then went back to sleep. And they like, oh I had a dream, I guess. I forgot about it. I mean, I've read somewhere that
0: um, everyone technically is always dreaming something, but that some people are good at remembering that they've dreamt, and some people just completely forget. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. And I don't know if I have an opinion on it either. Cause I have no idea. Do you have dreams? Or do you not have dreams yourself? I definitely have dreams now. I've, I've gone through many years of not having dreams.
2: Do you, but I, do you think it happened, like, uh, after you had a kid, that you can kind of remember him better? Um, for
0: me, I thought there was a correlation between uh, getting better sleep,
1: like, actually being able to breathe better during my sleep. So, like, you have to get into a certain stage, right? So maybe for many years you weren't getting deep enough to where you actually could dream, right? So maybe you were tired a lot. I would consider that probably being tired a lot. Maybe you just didn't get into the trance or whatever that is, that stage where you actually start either creating or remembering.
2: So I'm not the expert. They call that, like, REM sleep or whatever, like, when you're actually totally out of it, like, not really um, feeling your body as much anymore. You're, you know, you're just totally, like, out, you know. And then there's also, like, the... The dreams, like the commonalities people have of dreams where it's like spiders in dreams or like losing teeth in dreams, like where your teeth are just falling out, right? And I was looking that up. There's like a lot of dream interpreters that uh, that say like when you lose teeth, it's like a, a self-image problem or you feel like you're you're forgetting something like loss of control, that type of stuff. And that kind of makes sense. But like, why would we dream in such like a riddling kind of way? Like it feels like it's a riddle, you know, like what, why wouldn't it just be like, oh, just like you're, you're dealing with in your life if you do have a loss of control situation, why don't you just dream of that moment, you know, of your life? life instead of losing your teeth you know or losing a finger or something weird well i
0: read a book called why why we sleep and one of the things they mentioned was that people with ptsd often relive the trauma over and over again in their dreams so they have a hard time sleeping and it's because the trauma is so big that their mind is trying to help them like get over the trauma by being like here's a trauma try to like get grow past this or something like a video
1: game like game over restart checkpoint so yeah something wants them to get over or something like your body or something your spirit or whatever it is might have an. it's like a traumatic thing that it wants to recover from so it keeps putting you over and over through it until you basically you know do it the right way so to speak
0: yeah it wants you to heal through that trauma but if the trauma is so big and you can't heal, you just restart from zero over and over again
2: that sounds like ayahuasca like when people go through the ayahuasca uh, moments These jesters or whatever they are, making fun of them and telling them they need to fix these issues they have in their life. Or like DMT too, right? DMT, yeah, 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 same kind of thing. And it's like they're always trying to fix something in this person's life. And that's the real life that they're trying to fix. But in the dream, I guess it's a very similar state. What the heck? So do you think I'm... that like, that is more of our mind's projection doing that? Like it's our mind's subconscious thinking that way. And that's why it's pulling it out. Like, is that kind of your guys's thoughts? Cause I was going to go down one more thing, just one more like layer to that. Like when people have trauma, cause you brought up trauma, like when they're going through an actual traumatic experience in their actual life, not in a dream state when they're actually like living. Right. A lot of times people will actually uh, forget all the details that happen during that trauma somehow like it's not like they meant to it's just their mind like blocked it out right put some kind of a blockage on it but it's similar like in a dream state too where it's like you know like you were saying with the whole people that have those traumas and stuff and their mind is just trying to like fix it constantly and and have them relive it in a way but like go through it and fix it somehow you know so they can live their life like in a normal state but is that your guys' thoughts like you think it's like our minds doing it all or do we think there's more to dreams i don't know i i personally because i'm all about this uh, supernatural world and being how, how much super more supernatural than it is over like we say in our, our tagline. I, I feel like there's a lot more to this than just us. I do feel like our minds are very powerful, though. I think we can, like the hypochondriacs of the world, I'm sick, then they're sick, you know, right. or it's, it's, it happens to me infamously when I go to, when I say I'm, I'm sick to get out of work, I really do get sick that day. Yeah. I I think
1: that, um, basically just from my understanding, you know, there's, there's always the scientific and and I'll use that term loosely. Science always has the same fallback. You know, it has something to do with your sleep. It has something to do with the way in which your mind doesn't stop thoughts processing. Like science, tries to make an effort, but if you actually look at the articles, they really don't have any good ground because they don't really understand where thoughts and consciousness comes from. That's where you kind of have to admit that you have something, everybody, this whole plane of existence has something underneath the fabric of what we would call reality and yeah. even even science makes a best effort but but they really they're they're basically falling short they're trying to give a lunchbox a slip short lunchbox answer to stuff that they probably will never understand you know they they can get close with chemicals we obviously have things like medications can enhance certain things drugs can enhance certain things but they really don't understand how thoughts process right yeah so those are my thoughts yeah. on
2: that yeah well you hit the nail on the head right on man that's exactly what it is oh jordan pearson's here welcome jordan pearson how you been I'm not good. I'm not good. Why yeah. is it? Is it because we're talking about dreams and and this bothers you for some reason? Well, it's 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 a tough thing, man. It's it's a lot a lot to process. By the way, we love Jordan
1: Peterson. We do. Yeah. So if you, I would, just like doing shout that. out to him.
2: <laughs> shout out Jordan Peterson. You have any other thoughts, Silva, about that stuff?
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of people that describe it in terms of like science today being a material science that it's very focused on what you might call one side of the coin of a very materialistic view of a reality, but not taking in consideration like, so it's kind of like you could think of simplifying it down a lot. Like our brain tissue is like hardware and there's a software somewhere. The hardware does things and you want the hardware to do things to take care of itself, but there's a software as well. And what, what is that software and what, what else? I don't think there's just one function of dreams and that there's only one thing being accomplished and that your dreams only have the materialistic physical facet to it.
2: I like that because, and the way you, the whole software analogy is perfect because I even think about things like, you know, viruses and malware and stuff, you know, stuff that just comes into computers, unwanted, like unwarranted, you're not trying to get it right, but it just finds its way through. Oh, yeah. And then you think of like demonic entities, you think of these kind of evil sources that can, in my mind, that's part of what some of these paranormal situations that come in, I feel like sometimes it really is paranormal. It's like, you know, people might think it's just a dream, but I think at times it's these malicious entities that know that we're in a dream state and know how to access that and find a way in to try and, you know, um, influence us in a, in a darker way. Just intrusive thoughts in general. We're like our own worst enemy too. Like there's times I'll, I'll say stuff in my mind that I'd never really want to say. We were Uh, just talking about it earlier. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, how do you explain
1: hundreds or even thousands of people that have you know the same dream things like that like how oh, do you have a into that. how do you have Ooh. a collection of this of similarities right like especially with everybody has a different circumstance a different upbringing like it's not just materialism that forms and shapes this software as Thomas put and it also opens the door, we can talk about in a little bit, but with, what do they call it, when aliens put dreams, in, oh, you know, yeah. when, when people get abducted. It's like false memories. It's false like, memories. Uh, like yeah. memories, yeah. It's like screen memories. Yeah, so, when, so screen memories, so is there a specific state that a person has to be in in order to implant yeah. ideas, right? And then they'll wake up and be like, they'll either take it or leave it, but... It's just weird,
2: you know? Well, yeah, and that leads a lot into, like you said, you know, these commonalities people have in dreams where it's like different cultures, totally different backgrounds, different belief systems, and yet they're having a similar experience, you know, like with sleep paralysis, you know, a lot of people, you know, have this experience. I've had it myself, and I'm sure some of us in this room have, and it's crazy when it happens because like every time, almost every time, there's like this idea that someone's in the room with you, some evil entity or dark entity, something's there that you can't quite see, but it's there in the room with you, and you're like in this situation where you're almost like in a calm like you're frozen your body's yeah. frozen but yet you're aware like you can look around you can kind of like tell you're there in, in the room that you fell asleep in usually like everything looks in place and yet there's like something that you can't see out of your sight that's like evil and it's trying to get you you know like that's kind of what a lot of people experience and that's but weird why, too. why is it that something else controls you at that moment? You know, like if you're supposed to have, if it, if the brain is the biggest factor of this whole thing, I guess the brain could be our worst enemy too. Like it could cage us into our own issue, which is, that's kind of a scary thought. But if it is an evil entity, which is what most people say, they see random ones like that. And you're, all you can do is just move your eyes and you can't move your whole body. That just is a creepy. It reminds me of that movie that Anakin was in. I call him Anakin. Well, uh, jumper, not jumper. It's he, he goes through a surgery, a heart surgery. And they put him on anesthesia, but he doesn't. He stays awake, oh, and they crazy. don't know he's awake. So he's feeling all the pain of the surgery and screaming from within him. But they won't—he won't wake up. The doctors think he's asleep, and so he's literally going. That, through, that sounds that like was a the scary. Aliens moment. kind of do that to people too, with a lot of these abduction stories and a lot of like experiencer stories. They'll have that same thing where their body can't move, but yet their eyes can. Yeah, and so they're looking around and stuff, but they can't like scream. They can't—you know—they can't move a muscle, but their eyes are seeing everything. <laughs> I don't know. So we've chopped it up to—we have no idea if it's us, if it's supernatural. There's so many different aspects to it. I mean, I've had my own
0: sleep paralysis scare. Like, have you guys? Yeah. Sorry.
2: Why don't you tell us your... Yeah, tell us wait, what yeah. happened. Do, do you have PTSD so, from it, hashtag? Or no?
0: Uh, no. Yeah, so, like, years ago, when I was... Yeah, long, over 10 years ago, when I had my own apartment, Bachelor... Yeah, I just had a night where I was sleeping in the living room, because I think I'd gotten the flu the prior week, and I was just used to sleeping in the living room. I'd wake up somewhere around, like, 2 a.m., and it's what you guys described. You, The only thing you can move is your eyes you can hear, you can see, and uh to me I I felt like I caught the glimpse of some sort of like entity to my left on the wall and I to me I mentally thought that this entity was what was paralyzing me and why I couldn't move and I felt like I had to like use willpower to like try to regain control but the weird thing about that is I woke up once with that happening And then I finally could get up, and when I could actually rear my head around, I couldn't see it. I get up, I, you know, get some water, go back to sleep, and it happened again several hours later. It was just weird. But same thing where I felt like there was something there that was doing it to me. So, I don't know. I don't know how real it was, but to me, it felt like there's an entity.
2: Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like you you talk to, and we could probably, I'm sure there's people that have done experiments or I guess written books or whatever, had like all these interviews with people who've had these experiences. I'm sure that there's, that's out there. There's probably someone who's compiled a lot of stories and- I'm sure that they all have these similar things going on where it's like you wake up and you're finally out of it. You feel free, but then you go back to sleep and it comes back and you're like stuck in it again. And uh, a lot of them, I think from the stories I've heard say, and from my own experience too, that was kind of like yours, it felt the same way. I was like, there's something here. And then I just felt uncomfortable in my room. You know, like it just didn't feel normal and i like had to try to pray to get rid of whatever that crap was because it felt it didn't feel just like a dream it felt like there was something there so. so it's like a conscience buster like if you if there really is an entity that's doing that to you you have to be asleep in order for it to do it it's almost like it can't do it unless you're asleep enough to not be conscious enough to move at the beginning my theory is on that is maybe like when you're in that state you're more like because you're not so connected to the physical anymore. And so maybe that's why you can see these things now or or feel that they're there. Because it's, I think these things are all around us all the time in, in a way, but just in a different plane of existence. And maybe when you're in that state, you can finally like interact with them, you know, which is why a lot of these Satanist people, like the people like Alistair Crowley and stuff, I'm sure it's still happening today, do all these little experiments like that, where they're trying to get into that state, I think, so they can interact with these beings. And I guess learn the, you know, secrets of the universe or something I mean,
0: I did have a year or so later after that, I had what you would call the classical like scientific explanation of sleep paralysis, where I woke up in the morning at about the time I'd normally wake up. And when I woke up, I didn't get a sense of dread. I just was like, oh, I can't move. And it was frustrating and annoying that I couldn't move. But I didn't feel like, oh, there's this thing here trying to do something or whatever. It just there wasn't hardly any fear.
2: Yeah, we had a guest on, his name is Raven, he's actually a friend of mine. We had him on one of the earlier episodes, and we had like a two-parter with him, but he called it a waking dream state, and I think that's pretty accurate, like where you're in a dream state, but yet you're still kind of physically there, and so your body, the physical nature of your body isn't working, but like your, you know, your mind is working and the dream side of it is sort of taken over. And that leads in astral projection, and like, um, what was the other thing we talked about? lucid dreaming no where you can like go to a different planet remote, uh, remote, remote viewing that yeah. type of stuff yeah it kind of all ties into all that stuff and, and I wonder if it's all the same phenomenon that's going on I think even the same a smaller version of that phenomenon is just normal life when you're walking around and like you're you know somebody's looking at you from behind we just did it's, this to you over at the manager meeting yeah. me and Cindy were sitting there talking we're like let's just stare at your brother and just like stare intently until he looks over at us because it works like there's a sense and it sense works where all of a sudden you just and you did all and I, I was like See, I was Cindy like... I knew he was gonna look at us and he was like laughing because it was. Was totally, like it was like on cue. Like I'm like he's gonna notice and he's gonna look right at us, you know. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I I don't want to
1: debunk like everything scientific, but I I think that there comes a point in time when psychology and science that we know it they realize that they're kind of up against a wall, and so they'll they'll use lay ons like oh it's something traumatic in your past or it's got to be something in your past. Like if we can just find that thing in the past and fix it, and now it's all
2: better. I really don't think that's the case because. I mean, all the Scientologists listening are angry right now. Just so you know, well, it's all about your past traumas, and well, dynamics. I, mean, <laughs> well,
1: I mean, I can just say that you're not getting any money from me, so <laughs> you can walk away from that one. No blank checks here. I don't even have like ten bucks in my wallet. So, um, but what I'm what I was trying to say is like you
2: have two cents right now that you're I, giving. I have a
1: couple of cents. <laughs> you're giving your two cents Maybe. right now. I was just saying like, uh, how do you explain when that you know someone's like. Play enough with what you guys said. How do you know someone's watching you from behind? Like, if it was all science that's and it's just cool, light, man. if it's just light coming into your eyes and then your brain processes it, that's fine for a lot of things. But how do yeah. you explain people who know they're being watched? Or Like, like what is that sense? Where does it come from? Yeah, it's yeah. not sound waves. It's not heat waves. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at some point you have to get to a point where you're like, How do my cells actually divide and create different kinds of tissues? Where is that quote-unquote software coming from? Yeah, You
2: know what's weird? So somebody uh, posted on Instagram tonight the uh, original concept of what Voldemort was supposed to look like from from, uh, Harry Potter. And uh, I was showing this to these guys before we went and ate and stuff. And it's funny because, like, literally in my mind, that's what I just... Had an image of in my mind when you're saying that, Sean. I pictured like the soul inside the body, like looking the opposite direction, like the head on the back of your head. So the the soul sees it, and so yeah. it makes the like physical body turn. Like what? That's the heck, what I think's know? happening. I think that you're able to your whole your soul is seeing everything all the time, not just you looking forward in your human flesh body. You know, like your jumpsuit. It's like it can see what's behind you too. And it will warn you sometimes. Like, uh, good examples like when somebody is close to a Bigfoot encounter, they get a sense of dread before they see Bigfoot. They feel it earlier yeah. because they know it's a predator bigger than us. And that's something that your soul, I think, I feel like it's spiritual for sure, supernatural. Enough. I don't know if you guys have heard about this but i wanted to just like take a quick dive and just run right into it super fast because it's just it's so weird so as i was reading about dreams this situation came up and actually i'd seen this before so i was like man this we got to cover this on the show because we've never done this on the show yet well real quick and it's weird that you're saying this because and we, we follow the same circles we're over here researching a lot of the same things yeah and i just got weirded out that you there's something i didn't know about Yeah. So we were, you know, we were talking before we did the break and we were talking about how like these commonalities between dreams and like how, you know, sleep paralysis, kind of the same thing that happens to people and stuff. Well, there's this thing that I'm about to cover that is a commonality between many people, vast differences, vast different upbringings, different uh, cultures from different parts of the world. And they're all having this individual show up in their dreams. If you all go, and I think I'll show you guys this picture, but um, if you go to thisman.org. This is where I'm going to read this from. I thought you were going to say, turn to page 394. I was getting scared. Turn to page 390. Now, thisman.org, this website is dedicated to this weird thing that happened. And so I'll just kind of go into the history of it. And then I'll kind of tell some stories and stuff. The history of this, so it says, in January 2006 in New York, a patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws the face of a man that he has been re- or that has been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. On more than one occasion, that man has given her advice on her private life. The woman swears she has never met this man in real life. The portrait lies forgotten in the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until another day when another patient recognizes the face and says that this man has often visited him in his dreams. He also claims he has never seen this person in his waking life. The psychiatrist decides to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with recurring dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognize the man as a frequent presence in their own dreams. All the patients refer to him as this man. From January 2006 until today, at least 2000 people have claimed that they have seen this man in their dreams. How many was it? 2000 from 2006 till now. Mm-hmm. Okay, in many cities all over the world, and then it lists a few Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo. Um, At the moment, there is no ascertained relationship, uh, relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed or seen this man. Moreover, no living man has ever been recognized as resembling the man of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams. The aim of this website is to help those who have seen this man in their dreams and foster communication among them to understand who this man is and why he appears in an apparently patternless array of situations and dreams with such diverse human subjects. We need to share the picture, though. Uh, The guy looks weird. It's like it's, this isn't a normal bloke. This guy's got some huge problems with his haircut, first off. <laughs> then he's got some huge problems with his eyebrows. So he doesn't shave them at all. He's got, like, two like, caterpillars with, like, a little sm- mini caterpillar in the center, like a, like a unibrow. And then his mouth is, like, really wide. Like, he smiles. It's like a reptilian-style smile, I bet, when he smiles. So definitely a unique bloke. I would say if I saw him in my dreams, I'd say I haven't seen that fellow in person either. I feel like if he was doing a job in real life, he'd be doing the what's the thing that Robin Williams movie was in? What's it called? Oh, one hour photo. One hour photo. That yeah. dude would be doing one hour photo if he was alive. <laughs> so he's a creepy looking dude, and uh, I don't know. So here's here's a few uh, just real quick, and then you guys can react and kind of we can talk about it. Here's just a few like uh, eyewitness situations that have happened in their dreams um, from just random people. So this one says. I fell in love with him from the first time I saw him in my dream. Even though when I think about it, I must admit he's really ugly, and yet each and every time he sweeps me off my feet with romantic gestures and sweet words. He buys me flowers, jewelry, he takes me out to dinner or to the beach to watch the sunset. And then this one says, I've always had this dream of flying in the sky over my city and observing my friend from up there. Since I moved to another house, I started meeting this man while flying. Not every single time that I have this dream about flying, but often enough, he flies too, but he never speaks. He's just like soaring with his arms out next to you. And like, his hair is like the weird flappy hair that's yeah. like just the few hairs he has at the top of his head. And then like this one, in the wind. I saw this man in my dream dressed as Santa Claus. When he showed up, I felt so happy, just like when I was a little girl. Then he smiled at me, and his head became a balloon floating in the air above me. But no matter how hard I tried to catch it, I just couldn't reach it. And then this one, I dreamt this man was in the mirror watching me, saying nothing, and he was wearing glasses. He never moved the entire time I saw him, and he was like a statue, so still. And then this one real quick. I dreamt this man was a Brazilian and very handsome. He was a school teacher type with six fingers on his right hand. He said if the U.S. had ever had a nuclear disaster, go north. Weird. That's what he said in the dream? Yeah. So why is this guy like in everyone's dreams? I know. Is he like some time traveler that can like astral project into people's dreams? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it sounds like ultimate dad. Like, everyone (laughs) likes him. Uh, he, you know, he turns into a balloon when people are down. He's flying next to you. He's having a good time. Ultimate Dad is a reference to my cousin Sean and uh, the one that's here with us today. And uh, we used to say he was Ultimate Dad because he could like moonwalk with his daughter in the stroller when they were when she was little, and I don't know, pick up perfect meals for the kids. And we just make up this story like he was this perfect dad, you know. One Which of hopefully, he is. I think ultra respectful father figure who orders
1: like at McDonald's with respect kind of guy. <laughs> yeah um thoughts yeah thoughts number one you, when you show me the picture it, it is a little weird it is a little odd I, I do i do admit like it's it's hard to see like a, a real person with that it's uh, but it also <laughs> this may be a little comedy but it reminds me of george costanza in a way <laughs> so like i was thinking like i've seen this guy on seinfeld and, you know these pretzels are making me thirsty or you know it it, it kind of reminds me of that but it's also really it's kind of off it's almost like a, a conjecture of a bunch of people in one. That's, that's what, what size I know. What it looks yeah. like a
2: weird, like, police sketch, you know, that was, like, from, you know, hundreds of different eyewitnesses. So, like, they're getting all these things kind of patchwork together. Um, it doesn't look like a real person. That's I think that's the part of the weird part, you know, of it, too. But they say, like, let's say, like, that patient, right, that's seeing the psychiatrist. And they're like, no, that is the guy I've been seeing. You know, if you're that adamant about it, that's kind of weird. And then but you said he's only been good. I just want to cover this one story that was, like, you know, that he seems like a nice man and stuff. There's one creepy one. Um, I dreamt of this man when I was in 10th grade. He hasn't been in my any recurring dreams, just one memorable one, and it was a terrifying dream. In my dream, I was stuck in a room sitting on a stool. A few feet away from me, there was a television set. I was visited by two men I'd never seen before, not this man, and they both attacked me. I woke up covered in sweat and tears, and I was screaming. I somehow fell asleep, then I found myself back in the room. I started screaming and crying, then this man showed up on the screen. I begged him to not harm me. He didn't change his blank expression or speak. He slit my throat, and I woke up. I suppose he let me out of the nightmare, but I couldn't stop thinking about him for weeks. I still have some sketches I drew of him, and I know it's kind of weird. So maybe he was just letting her out of this, like, nightmarish dream, but that's a pretty gruesome way to do it. I'm going to call him Father Dreams, you know? This guy is, maybe he's the Sandman. You know, there's so many stories about the Sandman and history and stuff, the mythological mythos of it or whatever. I wonder if that's the thing, but Sandman's not a good guy either. Usually, no, not
1: really. It's uh, It's very interesting because,
2: you know, there's naturally, there's a skeptic side to me. Remember we were talking to, shout out Brent from Paranormal Portal. Oh yeah. And we were talking to him about that recent Bigfoot sighting. And he's like, I don't know if that's, like, there's this and this and that that are kind of iffy. I'm like, there you go. And he was right. Yeah. It turned out to be a a wrong-sided So, just some of the things I guess, like, just, I'm just gonna throw my thoughts out there.
1: Number one, I literally have a heart for the people that are experiencing these things. I really do. I really think that there are people and there is a weird thing that could be going on. The hardest thing that I have to go to deal with is we live in an age where, so first of all, I guess my question is when, when did this occur? How many years ago is this? Uh... It started
2: in 2006. So it was like right when we graduated actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and
1: I haven't seen the guy in my
2: dreams, this man. So if I do, I'll let
1: you guys know. And be careful if you do. But, but I guess the first thing is like, where do we find, is it, is it a lot of people spread throughout in many different regions within a short amount of time. I guess I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is rule out the, the telephone game or P, or the popularity
2: game, right? Where it, it's popular you, to talk about, now I just kind of want to interject my You could be onto personal... something because um, when I was doing the research, I could only find really the website and just a few references that were within that time frame, like within the 2006 to like 2016, like a 10-year time frame, and I haven't heard of anything since. You know? Right. I mean, so and, so and like I said, I don't want to
1: discredit anybody, but I think there is a re- Reality that we have to at least say, look, if we're going to talk about something supernatural, the very first thing anybody should be doing is ruling out just storytellers. Right. I mean, we all have a natural tendency to tell stories, maybe exaggerate things. um, And there's many different reasons for that. I think that people, you know, whether it be for uh, popularity or just feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves. But the other thing, too, is like there may have actually been legit reasons for this that are unexplained. And we don't want to discredit those people. What we want to do is just filter out the noise. Right. And so to do that, usually you'd want to look at things like how often has this happened in a short amount of time spread? Is there any possible way that it could just be like the gravy train, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Abductions. Right. So I feel like there's just some parallels. Right. You're talking about like psychiatrists or psychologists whoever they are talking to people saying they see this person in their dream We're talking about different people having similar experiences describing similar things and it's like well how do you I don't, know, I don't know if it's apples to apples probably not but it's like how do you how do you measure that how do you say like oh i believe what they're saying right i forgot the name of the psychiatrist from harvard who is famous for doing the the abduction experience we we saw some of the pictures earlier and, like, not all the pictures look spot on the same, right? Usually my, if I have visuals of my dreams, are kind of fuzzy. I have, you know, my perception is, like, some of these people probably are just joining the bandwagon. But maybe some of them are convincingly the same. But it's, like, super subjective. I don't well, know. and one
2: more thing, if you don't mind. Um, the whole, like, if this is some kind of mass experiment thing going on from the government. Because I won't put it past them because they do the craziest crap. You know, I, I think anything's possible when it comes to our government, especially when it comes to tormenting us. Oh yeah, and they doing put things. money into that remote viewing thing way early right. before anybody even knew it was happening. If This is some kind of experiment to, like, understand human behavior, understand how humans would react to certain things, certain elements of, of what's going on. And they always interject this character. I wonder if it's, like, some archetype, and it would make sense if it was. They make him look like this balding like dad who's like you know maybe not a threat to their life you know like it, like someone who is like kind of a pushover at the grocery store you know that type of guy like it would make sense that they would choose someone who looks because it's the weirdest looking thing we're gonna post these pictures on Instagram it just doesn't look like an intimidating thing like it looks like almost like a frog come to life you know what I mean yeah it looks like a frog come to life <laughs> I do like what you said though Sova uh, Thomas about the idea of it being fuzzy in your dreams and then like just kind of bandwagoning in. Because even in this cryptid world that we always talk about all the time, you got the dog men stories, you get the Bigfoot stories, you get all these things. And people, first and foremost, if they're hunters, they'll say, I saw a bear. And then they're like, my mind just said that to me until I started focusing on it more or saw it up close. And even when I saw it up close, I was still convincing myself it was a bear. And then until, I, until it finally came close to really see what it, what it was. And opposite of that, it could be that they saw a bear for real and they thought it was Sasquatch because that's all they care about right now is just literally Sasquatch, Sasquatch. I think our minds do also play a big factor into that. And so, yeah, maybe this weird character isn't really always being seen, but hey, it's part of the popularity contest is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I, I don't want to discredit everybody. I I definitely would agree
1: that there could be something going on in the sense of, you know, is this being projected into people for an experiment? That's very possible. We do know of technology that does interject, you know, thoughts into people. I'm not going to go into that right now. You can look it up. There's actually patents around the technology since right around the 50s, I Mm -hmm. think, I want to say. You know, don't quote me on that, but right around that time where they They know that there's ways to manipulate imagery and thoughts into people right around the Roswell um, connection. Basically. Yeah, and so you know, is there? I guess the best thing to do is look into commonalities, right? What, what's the main theme? Do we see a lot more threats? Is that? Do we see a lot more in um, in the same sense about the, the guy who went to that documentary that you showed me, Thomas, about where he goes with the the spacecraft? Where is it? Peru or where was it?
2: Brazil, Brazil. Maybe? I think it was from somewhere Brazil. In there. The, Brazil. The, the Thank you. From yes. Brazil. That's really famous. Yeah. So yeah. So in the
1: sense, you know, he's doing mm-hmm. the same thing as. Us, we want to make sure that we just want to we just want to be credible because anybody can make up literally anything but if you're if you start seeing oddities where, like, we're seeing this mass amount in such a short amount of time, that these people don't know anything about each other, there's not a common website, there's not a common medium in which they're just seeing this stuff in their dreams, and and if, and especially if they're seeing the same type of character trait, like yeah. the
2: personality, then that's something to be like, okay, that's a little odd, you know. Well, most stories that I read look at him as like this kind of like, um, like I was saying, there's one where it's like they're in love with him, you know. Most of these stories were like they're they like him, like they really like who he is, you know. And that when he shows up, it's like this really happy moment for him, which is really, that's really strange, first of all. And he does look very cartoony to me in a lot of ways. And a lot of entities that are in the unknown realm tend to kind of, when witnesses describe what they're seeing, they, a lot of times throw out that com that they'll say it's cartoony. Mm-hmm. Something about it was not quite normal. So like, you know, like eye shapes or, or, you know, like the stuff that we're familiar with when it comes to like all of our, uh, what's, what's the word on that, you know, length of arms and kind of like, you a, know, it's like a mirage on right. the road. Yeah. Like, you see the road, but it's wavy, you know? Yeah. That's what they're seeing as But that person. also ties into screen memories a little bit. Like, there are... And, and Indrid Cold from the Mothman situation that went went down. A lot of people saw this guy that was called Indrid Cold, and he was very cartoony. He had this grin from ear to ear every time people saw him, and it was very creepy. And we don't know if he was an alien or if he was, like, an MIB, government official what he was but again that's it reminds me when i'm looking at this man of injured cold in some ways because of that yeah just um i think there's a movie coming out we talked about it a little bit off off air but i think they're trying to make a movie
1: i I don't know if it's going to do it justice for this phenomenon that I've had for like a long time now I've been thinking about this and it's kind of crazy I guess that's the best place to bring it up on the show but I always thought about like dreams in the sense like when you hear stories of people that you know say I've I've, I've had this dream about somebody it could be a romance thing most of the time it probably is I've, I've dreamt of this guy and then uh, you know they, they'll tell a story and then at the end of the story it's like I end up meeting this guy that, that was in my dreams right and so I, I started thinking about things even in my own dreams I'm like I've dreamt so clearly about somebody in my past Um, And it doesn't have to be like romantic, it could be anybody, but most of the time it's some kind of a romantic thing, which is weird in itself. But I've always thought like, when I've had this dream, I've I've always wondered if the other side has had the same dream, or has had a dream, or somebody's dreamed about me. Or maybe they're dreaming at the same time as you, the same dream? Yeah, 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 the same dream, like shared dream in some way. So I started thinking...
2: It's kind of like that old adage about like, you know, when you're like, this is a sad example, but like a foster kid looking up at like the moon, and then they're hoping that their Mm. real parents are looking at the moon at the same time, and they have that connection. What movie is that from? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely but remember that. That's kind of what that
1: reminds me of a little bit. Yeah, but it's the same idea. It's like, uh, I'm sure many people have had this where they wake up so clear of a dream from somebody, a real person, right? Not like talking about this man kind of person, on, but I'm not not talking about him, but just a real person that you have maybe known, and it's like you wake up and you, you wonder if they've had the same dream or mm-hmm. something. And so Yeah, I've, like, you,
2: sometimes you want to approach them and be like, what was your dream last night? You yeah, know, like but, it but it's
1: always, like, so far out, so far outlandish, and then when you actually like, if it's, I don't know, it's just weird, but I've always thought about that, and, and so I've, I've been thinking about, like, some of these theories about what dreams are, what lucid dreaming is, is, like, uh, tapping into a parallel universe kind of thing, right? So, like, the silver cord example, in, in a sense, maybe... You know, like maybe there's like this shared multiverse dream state that people can tap into, and uh, maybe not consciously, but somehow like they they share it. They share like
2: a common plane of existence, if you will. So yeah, and real quick, I have a I'm gonna end after his conversation with this thought. Uh, I'll bring up the silver cord thing one more time and explain something that happened with that. That's really powerful, I think, from a different podcast.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, but that was really it. It was just there's you know there's many theories about it. I think that there's always the super scientific materialistic answer to it but again that if you really dig into it that can really only go so far yeah. and many people say well it's because we don't have enough understanding we don't have enough tools fine whatever if that's what you want to believe but but ultimately that that's where science ends and faith steps in
2: even at that level so it, it, it's just something that's like but really quick the faith steps in after i think that's every minute decision we make in life like if you take a step forward there's a little step of faith there you yeah. never know if a car is going to hit you. If you never know if it's going to happen, right? Or yeah. you never know if the next time you sit down, you're going to get so sucked into the, the couch. So I think the more people start thinking like logically, <laughs> we should start thinking more like, hey, there is more faith based than people want to give credit for. You're, if I'm taking a step forward, I'm taking it out of faith a little bit. Yeah, I know we're going a different, different path. I will say one thing about that because I just want to yeah. comment. That this is interesting that we all do this every day. We drive on the road, right, every single day, and yet we drive past and with people all day long that we don't know at all, anything about. And so there's this weird, there's weird like understanding of trusting random people, you know, to to stay on the road and not hit you and stuff like that. And that that's that's taking a leap of faith. Just day. to trust all these people we have no idea who they are to like stay in their lane, right? When I send a risky text at 1230 at midnight, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Come on. I'm taking some faith there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. know who I'm texting. That's what's scary about it. I like your multiverse thing, though. Like, what is the multiverse anyway? Like, right, it's kind of like a mix of, like, all these universes playing out at once, right? And there's similar, like, there's, like, another version of you living that same, almost the same version of life, but, like, in a slightly different way or mm-hmm. something.
0: Um, I mean, a little bit more broadly on people receiving similar information to me it feels uh, there's a lot of people that have shared the idea that information is available like energy to everyone at all times but we're perceiving and stimulated by life with a filter when we're awake so like a, a radio the radio in your car does get affected by all the waves but it filters and when you go to sleep perhaps you're just you're not receiving all of your sensory inputs that you normally do hmm. you're its kind not kinda like
2: a remote control on a tv too right okay. it's the same sort yeah. of thing like that's programmed specifically to your tv it's a wavelength that flies that it's not affected by any other wavelengths it just
0: communicates to the tv yeah so i i don't know i think it's very possible we get many people getting the same information because that information is available to all of us it's just that we're tuned in and some of us may be tuned into a much more similar region of energy information mm. which right, would explain we the
2: whole like falling dream in, in a lot of ways where we all have the same one where we're like flying and falling and flying and falling kind of like you said we're running trying to pick up speed and then we start flying like a lot of people have that same dream you know and it's this man too this man that we're talking about well it like, could be a really that's qu- a good explanation to that quick thought on <clears throat> that too uh, just a really quick example of it i guess is me and roman when we were four years old each or five maybe five we told each other this like a year after that so when we we're six or seven we were like oh we had this dream when we were four or five and it was the same dream we literally had the exact same dream, and it was us in our old house, or maybe presumably our old house that our parents both lived in at the time, running on this the, the hallway, right? And there's these like trolls chasing us with like little spears and swords, so we're like little multicolored trolls, right? Freaking like little monster troll hair. things that were multicolored. And so we jump off the stairs because we're like, I'm not getting killed by these little damn trolls. <laughs> so when you're j- falling, so forever, we jump right? off, but we're like, we're way more smart than a little five year old. We're like, I felt like I was my mind right now. But in that five-year-old mindset, and I, I jump, and all of a sudden I'm like magneted. I'm magneted to the ceiling, and I'm like floating on the ceiling for a while. And down below me, it's like forty feet now. It's supposed yeah. to be like ten feet now. It's like it's super high. And I look back, and those trolls are like, "Ah, get back in And I'm up on the ceiling, and he had the same dream because we like corroborated it. And then eventually that magnet breaks, and you I start fall. falling. Yeah. And then I wake up right before I hit the ground. And Roman had the same dream. We had it multiple times for years. Yeah. It was like a two-year span that we had that same dream, and we both told each other we had the same one. Yeah, and just to comment on that before I jump into
1: what I was going to mention but with Thomas's thing, but with that, it's it's interesting with identical twins. You'll hear a lot about stuff like that, right? And you're in two separate bodies, right? Like physical, tangible bodies. But but so so that's interesting to think about, right? But the the other thing too is like you guys are in the same house, so you guys can like wake up and be like, dude, I had this dream, and then the other one's like, oh, I had the same dream, right? So it's like. With that being said, I'm going to go back to what Thomas said. If, if, in fact, there's this universal, I'm just going to call it some universal energy field, right, where when we're awake, we're tuned to this channel. When we're asleep, those tuners kind of get turned off or loosened. Is there any way perhaps this could, you know, are you projecting energy that someone could pick up like a radio? I was thinking like
2: mm, that's maybe, maybe,
1: maybe that's like. You know, could you play on a dream together without knowing it? What I was going to go with man. that is like, you know, that's a good analogy the way he brought it up because yeah, it it's is. like, could you be broadcasting and receiving like duplex, you right? Have to Full be. duplex. If you're broadcasting, you should have the ability to
2: receive also. And, and
1: maybe just by chance, maybe you know, and this is speculation, but maybe some reason. The person twenty years ago that you ran across that you just tune into that person have that dream because it's like you're not thinking about that person the night before you fall asleep. But at the same time, could that also play into daytime where you are conscious, like telepathy, right? Mm-hmm. People can communicate with each other through their mind, or you know, what someone's thinking, kind of thing. You know, like is there a chance that maybe this energy wavelength of thought or personhood you can tune in on? It's 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 just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was good. A, it was a good play on. It's I like a really it. good thought.
2: So another cool thing, I know we've had some really good discussions here. I actually like a lot of this because it's tying into a lot of different things. And you could go so many avenues with this. This is why we've just been going. Um, I will say that like one of the cool things about dreams, there's a lot of stories about dreams where they've come true. And I don't know, I haven't had a lot of these happen in my life. I don't know if any of you guys have. Have you guys had anything come true in your dreams?
1: Um, just one.
2: Do you remember what happened in
1: it? Yeah, it was just one, and it really wasn't like a dream like I – because you'll hear things like The Secret, you know, that's like a popular movie where people can try to conjure up things in their life and, you know, take that mm-hmm. for what it is. I don't I personally believe in that, but um, the one thing that did happen to me was uh, simultaneously when my grandfather – not Grandpa Gary, but my grandpa – Philip, my dad's side. My dad's side. When he died, when the, the day that he passed away, me uh, and my other brothers had the same dream. And it was the dream where we were sitting in the back. It was the night he died. It was weird. But it was, um we, we saw, like, his backyard with the, the awning and, like, the, the swing and, like, the little, he built, like, a little rock wall fountain kind of thing. And we all, and, and we didn't know this until, the, like, we talked to each other. It's not like I talked to my brothers a lot. But, like, when we finally met up, we, we all had described having a similar dream where we were there in the backyard, but we didn't see him. We were just there in the presence in which he fell and hit his head and had to go to the hospital, which ultimately, led to his demise but the night we didn't know that that took place and so it was just really bizarre that it was like we all couldn't sleep and we all ended up after later like a week later talking to each other with the funeral whatever the case was i can't quite remember but i do remember it was really odd that we all had the same dream the night he passed away that's just like one of those things like how do you explain that you know
2: yeah i mean i i I guess i lied when i said that i didn't have something that came true from a dream i had a dream before i had a child of a, a kid who was running wild uh, with blonde long hair just running around like acting crazy and i was chasing him everywhere and it was a little boy little toddler boy and then that came true like when my son little was born child. it was totally him the same exact one that i saw in my dream and i was chasing him everywhere you know like making sure he wasn't picking this up making sure he wasn't getting into the stuff he shouldn't get into like i just felt like i was just at my wits end with sweat because i was like you know being that careful dad you know but that was that dream like was what happened later you know yeah it was pretty crazy and it's funny because he used to say i woke up thinking this was logan and logan is his cousin and they look almost the same when they were that age they almost looked the same so it's kind of cool to see that one other thing too with your thing sean about your grandpa it's weird because when our grandpa our collective grandpa passed away on our side just recently last week the very next day after he passed away and i didn't know this i didn't know he passed away that day exactly i don't think quite yet but i i woke up with somebody a vocal voice right here in my room, where you guys are at right now, and I heard Jaren, and it said it with, like, such authority. It was, like, a weird authority voice. Yeah, Just I don't think I told Sean. Jaren told me about this. And it said, and I thought of Ben Affleck for some reason, like, Ben Affleck, Batman, saying like, yeah. it. Jaren. But I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what my grandpa sounded like when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I heard Jaren, and I woke up like, I need to do something. And I, I had so much energy right when I woke up, and I'm like, who said that? That felt so weird. That was, I thought somebody was in my room. And then I found out that day that Grandpa passed away, and it was 1 in the morning. It oh, one, It
1: was 1 in the morning. And to
2: tie that in even more besides that. So I heard that at like 6 in the morning maybe, 6.30. So right after that. Yeah. Maybe he was coming to say hi. Uh, hi and bye. Boom. But also Roman over here had another situation that was very similar to that. We were hanging out that same night. No, it was the, the, night, before, it was like the night before. The night before. Because yeah. I was staying over at his place. And it was 2 in the morning or something. 2. 1.30. 1.30. When did he pass away? It was around the
1: one thirty to 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So around almost two ten, one thirty, two ten, around that range, I woke up. My phone was charging. I'm like, wow, I had so many missed calls—six missed calls—and it was Roman calling from me from my phone, nonstop at that Did time. You call him? No, he never. He doesn't remember calling me. I was sleeping, but it was like between one thirty and two o'clock. Probably Grandpa using my phone somehow. So, so very intriguing stuff, and again, yeah. very paranormal. Yeah, I was just saying that I was in contact with my mom, and and she sent me a text because because yeah. I was in. Yeah, it was just scary.
1: That's kind of... I've never heard this. Isn't that weird? That's oh, weird.
2: Weird yeah. That's very supernatural tie into that. Uh, but I will say, so when it comes to dreams and stuff, too, like, a lot of them have come true, right? We were talking about the two that you guys have examples of. There's some cool ones online, too, like this one right here. Um, she said, and this is just a random Redditor, so who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. But, hey, we've all had one, it sounds like some of us have. So this one says, My mom worked with a woman that looked a lot like her. Whenever I visited as a kid... I would always have to do a double take because they had so many similarities, this girl and my mom. And I had this dream for months straight about this woman and she was walking down the stairs and right before her final step, she trips and knocks all of her teeth out. And I was spooked and every time I'd have this dream, I'd wake up in a cold sweat, but I didn't say anything. Fast forward a month and I come home because again, she's probably thinking it's her mom, right? She's like, I come home from school for lunch and my mom is home. She's sitting at the kitchen table and she's really upset. Mind you, she works during the day, so she shouldn't be home. I ask her what was wrong and she tells me that her coworker, who looked exactly like her pretty much, had fallen down the stairs the night before and passed away. Um, another one was this, this gentleman that um, he said, when I was 12, I had a dream when I learned from a firefighter that I would have exactly two children. This firefighter said he was clairvoyant and had some different abilities um, that he was talking to when he was a kid. And he said, you're going to have a boy and a girl twin. So you're going to have twins, but they're going to be boys and girls, a boy and a girl. And I was told by, I told many people about this because I absolutely 100% believed it would be true. And when we were just dating, me and my future wife, I told her about this and made sure that she was okay with carrying and raising twins. My boy and girl twins graduated high school this year and are getting started in college. So, and that's cool because that's also a connection because obviously me and Roman are twins. And my mom also had a very similar dream when she was younger and she told my dad, I'm going to have twins. And he's like, you're up in the night. He's laughing at her. Oh, we're going to have twins. You're up in the night, huh? Told her doctor, I'm going to have twins. I had dreams about them. And then my my dad was, like, blown away when he found out. He literally almost fainted when they were at the doctor. And it's like, oh, there's one heartbeat. Oh, no, there's another there's the heartbeat. But, yeah, that's the main stories I have. We um, might
1: have to get back into another, like, episode a little bit before the yeah. astral projection. And, and uh, well, I'm sorry, what was the other one? The, uh where you project onto, like, another planet kind of Why thing. do we always forget that Why one? Why are we remote. forgetting? Remote, remote Yeah, remote, we're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> with <remote> we are <laughs> really struggling so bad, man. We're it's a good thing we have people, Thomas here. You know? But, yeah, we, we might have to jump yeah, back we'll, into that because yeah, we, we didn't we'll we'll get a chance part. to do that.
2: We'll do another part. And uh, But I do want to say thank you guys for joining us. Like uh, Thomas, thanks for being here. I, I loved your input. Just uh, if you want to sign out on yourself, that's totally cool. Oh,
0: yeah. No, this was fun, guys. Awesome. No, this is good. Good rep.
2: Thanks for being here, man. I always like your insight as well and what we've seen you twice now in this year. And then I haven't seen you for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Because I think the last time I saw you was at your wedding, which was around that time, right? Yeah. Was that 15 years ago?
0: No, it was, it will be like almost 13 years no, 12. No, it's been 12. Yeah, sorry. My That's wife will get mad at me for that.
1: It's uh, It's always a pleasure to hear what Thomas has to say because he's just so, like, in tuned, and he's very He's very logical, he's very analytical, he's very smart. One of the smartest persons I've known since growing up, so.
2: All right, guys. Well, that was a great episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, but we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much, and uh, tune in next time. we got more for you.
1: this out why can't i taste this it doesn't make sense so i, I peeled it apart what, and started eating was, the meat
2: what all was in there, the burger yeah
1: i mean it's just like lettuce onion you know pickles sauce like cheese like peppers but like i got I, I, like... I got to a point where everything canceled each other out so if i ate it separately it was fine but like if i ate it all together it was like something canceled something out so it was just plain it just
2: It just tastes like But where I was going
1: with this is like the best places that you can eat is when you go to a restaurant like Arctic Circle and it's unlimited fry sauce. Like if if they're not skimping out on the sauce and you can take as much as you want, that's when you're in a good place. (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.